Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech Athletics Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Hey, I'm just trying to figure out what to do. In the middle of the week, there's there's no basketball game on right now. I feel like everyone's playing basketball, but I'm gonna say there's no Texas Texas Tech Red Raiders, no Texas Tech basketball game, but there's a lot of basketball being played tonight. Yeah, luckily the Lady Raiders play tomorrow night, so we've we've got that going. But man, it's just but then they're off next week, so they have a a week off in in their schedule. So it's just kind of no more Monday night football, just. <sighs> we're officially transitioning into a world without any football whatsoever. No, that's not true. Oh, that's, that's the right. Spring There's football the, leagues are coming up. The grand merger. Yeah. And uh spring practice is around the corner. Maybe What's it called? Global football league. What is it? <laughs> Don't even know which, which, which league you're talking about. Oh yeah. Spring football. We should talk about that. I'll look up those details. <laughs> See, I was talking about like the American it. leagues, the, uh, the USFL, XFL merger. Um, the UFL, UFL, whatever they is all that were. what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I just saw a commercial with the rock in it talking about spring football. So <laughs> wasn't really paying that much attention. Um, but no, and I was talking about to, to Texas tech football. So there'll be that football. Um, the Matadors we playing again this spring. That's true. So baseball, of course, is coming. Three weeks away. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. Valentine's Day or day before? Something like that. It's, it's real close. I should know this. Well, we should we should probably know when Valentine's Day is. Uh well, I know when Valentine's Day is. I'm trying to see what the schedule is. If the first day is uh let's see. Schedule. It's on uh Friday the 16th, so the week of Valentine's, Friday in Arlington versus the Volunteers of Tennessee. It's a good, that's a good enough team to start. Yeah, you got five games at Globe Life, 16, 17, 18, so that weekend, and then you're off on Monday, and then you play UTA on Tuesday and Oregon State on Wednesday. So get a week of games at... Um, home of the world series champions, Texas Rangers before you come back and open up your home slate Friday, the 23rd versus Texas Southern. 
Gardner Webb, New Mexico, and then Texas. You got a conference play just that just that fast. Um, but we got we got basketball to talk about, Michael. We got too much Texas Tech basketball. Uh, not this week. <laughs> you got a, you got one game uh, on Saturday on the road in Norman. And then next Saturday, um, also on the road in Fort Worth against the fighting Jamie Dixons. Uh, they of, are fighting right now. They're, they're they clawing back into this game. They are on the road in Stillwater. Yeah. Struggling with the Cowboys in Stillwater. Uh, second half about to start maybe, or at least halftime right now down four points. Yeah, halftime started right as we started recording, so okay. it'll be a little bit. But uh, yeah, got that. We do have some Texas Tech football to talk about tonight, just a little bit. Um, lots of basketball. Got two games to preview. I've got little league update, for everybody, because I know everybody loves to hear about uh, youth baseball and and Lubbock and, and how that's going. So I'll oblige. Talk about it and talk about my man Adrian Beltre making it to the. The Hall of Fame tonight. Put a little West Texas in your eye if you watch those videos from the, the Rangers today. Um, let's uh, let's do football really quickly, Michael, since we're here, uh, and then we'll we'll spend the bulk of the the episode of basketball, which is what we normally do. But uh, we talked last week about Steve Linton hitting the transfer portal, uh, committed this weekend to Baylor. So hopefully that doesn't come back to bite us. Yeah, uh, he wasn't hurt this season, was he? It was just yeah, no, he 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 was for a little bit. Okay, okay, because I knew that we expected a little bit more of an impact from from Linton, and my memory's terrible, so I wasn't going to assume that he was available the whole season. But uh, you know, it, it wasn't not a lot popped out on the stat sheet, just because. I thought, well, let me run let me run through what he was able to do while he was here. So he played in let's see, what is that four, five, six, seven, eight games, had thirteen tackles in those eight games. Uh and his best game as far as that's concerned was at Wyoming, game one. He had four tackles. Uh twenty two total if you include the assists, so thirteen solo. I don't know. I, I just think, like you said, I'm, I'm kind of hoping this doesn't come back to bite us. It could be maybe he truly did or will fit better in a different system. And I can't even remember, does Tech play Baylor? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm, um, I'm imagining he'll start. I, I don't see why. He, I mean, I have not inspected Baylor, uh, Baylor's, Baylor's roster. But I would imagine he'd be a he'd be a starter, day one, pretty much. Pretty or close at least in the too deep. Yeah, you, you play Baylor in Lubbock this year. The okay. uh, the full schedule hasn't been released, but we know home and away. So your home home schedule is Arizona State, which is going to be a non conference game this year. No, sorry, non conference in baseball this spring, conference okay. in football this fall. Um, Arizona State, Baylor, Cincinnati, Colorado, West Virginia are your home games. So not a super exciting home slate outside of getting a couple of or three new guys. Um, but then your away schedule is Arizona, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, TCU. 
So well, that just means they'll probably lower the the season ticket prices. You would hope. <laughs> but they're, they'll also probably sell like, hey, we're playing seven home games. So oh, that's true. Well, and it's it's the new South End Zone project is complete. Will it be? I thought so. Yes. I thought it was yes. going to be, be complete before the season started. You're right. It will be. Um, oh my gosh, my kids. I've, I'm so over their <laughs> behavior today. They're outside the door here screaming about something and who knows. A three-year-old should be long asleep, but he's announcing to the world some kind of um, slight. He just had to endure from his older brother. Mm. Yep. You know how that wouldn't happen if y'all were asleep like you should be. Um, other, other football roster announcements. You gained uh, a transfer commitment or a transfer from Rice defensive tackle DeBraylon Carroll. You'd be a grad transfer. We'll have one year of eligibility left. And before you roll your eyes and say it's, he's, he's coming from Rice, know that uh, according to PFF, he graded out better, significantly better than any of your current defensive tackles, including Tony Bradford and Jalen Hutchings. And we know how great and indispensable they were to your defensive line this year. Wow. He graded out as an 80.7. Tony Bradford was the highest on your list at 72.3. Due to Banks, 69.6. Jalen Hutchings, 68.8. Quincy Ledette, 67. But DeBraylon Carroll, almost an 81. So... Get excited about that one. So Do he, you think the the PFF accounts for? I guess it's. I guess it has to. I guess it accounts for teammates and other teams as well, or because it sounds like he's obviously a really bright spot on that defense. But he was. <laughs> but but to be uh, yeah I know it's it. But to be graded that much higher than Tony Bradford seems almost shocking <laughs> yeah. to me. Um, wow. Big shoes to fill. So yeah. So we'll he, take he's going to step into a, a talented, but albeit maybe thin in terms of upperclassmen defensive lineman group. Uh, you've got a lot of guys that are young and guys that you're excited about. Um, but maybe not both that are you're excited about and that are old <laughs> or just not that many old guys, but, He's going to add one to you, one of those. And then the the, the Nevada transfer, uh, James Hansen, will also be an older guy to add into your rotation of Duda Banks, Ledette, McAlpine, Amir Washington, and those guys. Um, if you look at his uh, his tape, like he had a heck of a game against Texas. I think he had like a sack and a half, uh, a lot of pressures. Um, I think he recorded something like 45 solo tackles on the season, which is just insane from a defensive tackle perspective. It is. Um, Cause usually they're only asked Stopping to kind of stuff before it starts. <laughs> they're asked to hold up the offensive line and keep the, the linebackers free so they can make plays. Um, he also had, was able to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Something you, you were wishing uh, your defensive line could, could do. So I'm actually excited about that, uh, about the addition of DeBraylin Carroll. So Grad transfer, uh, I would assume he's here now. Um, but if he's here in, in the summer, I'm less concerned about that. Yes, there will be a step up from competition in Bryce, sorry, from Rice to the Big 12. 
Um, but if, if he's not here in the summer, like he, 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 he's an old guy, like he'll know how to, how to handle his business and make that transition. He's not a, a young guy. He's not coming from Juco. Um, he played at Duncanville in high school. So he, he's used to some, some pretty top level competition and talent. Um, and finally spring game, um, talk about spring football, unfortunately with the, the construction in Jones AT&T stadium, um, not sure why they're not holding it locally, but the spring game will be Saturday, April 20th, 1 PM at astound broadband stadium in Midland. So not that far of a drive. If you want to take in an afternoon in Midland, Texas coming from, uh, from Lubbock, you know, there've been uh, several spring practices and mock spring games in Midland before very well attended. Um, starting back with, with Kingsbury. I think Wells had some as well. Um, th- this one's a little bit of a, of a necessity with, with the construction, but uh, you also have stadiums here in town that could probably host enough people for a spring game. But Yeah, I mean, they had it at Lowry last year because for the same reason. That's so right. I, I do kind of find it interesting. I didn't go last Kingsbury, year. Kingsbury would do this. Obviously, he didn't have any sort of construction or this type, this level of construction interfering at this time of year. But I think when Kingsbury did it, he still held something in Lubbock. Oh, for uh, sure. I know yeah. that the few times at the star, I, I don't know if, if, if there was stuff at the star and in Midland and in Lubbock in one year, but I, I kind of think there was at one point. I think there was one year he, he did a air quote spring game type of scrimmage at all three. I thought so um, too. In like consecutive weeks, which if you're, if you're going to set up your spring practices to have three scrimmage, like open scrimmage type practices, uh, all power to you. Cause I, I think, I think that was a, a pretty um, great road show, if you will, to mm-hmm. get fan bases and, and obviously Lubbock, but Midland Odessa area. And, you know, even further down in the Permian basin to get up to Midland and then in the DFW area. Um, yeah. I haven't been to Midland in years, except for Thursday. I went for a meeting. And actually drove right by that stadium. There you go. Just by happenstance. So I know where it is. There's Checked a, there's a pot you, bellies. There's a pot bellies pretty close. There's a Raisin Cane's. You found nearby. out where the 23 personnel podcast uh, tailgate will be. So. Oh, yeah. Reserved a spot. I put a cone. <laughs> put a cone there with the logo. I put a cone there. Yeah. With, and it's just your face. Oh, great. I'll be tired of seeing that next few nah, months. It's fine. It's It's still there. I'm sure it is. So. All right, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to basketball then. Um, you had a heck of a game on Saturday. Uh, we're not going to go into all that too much in depth. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on the BYU game. They had it down to a six-point game. Or sorry, a three-point game. It was 46-43, but Houston's gone on a quick 8-0 run to push it 54-43 right now with uh, 13 minutes to go. They, they had a, a weird succession of, of timeouts that were right around the under 16. So that was probably really brutal TV to watch. Cause I, I think, I think Houston took one at like 16, 10. Mm. Um, and then Houston, or sorry, BYU took one like 16, one or something. They're like three TV oh, timeouts man. in a row. Yeah. Then the, then the under 16, the under 16. Yeah. Um, but you came out victorious. Uh, I, I think it was Kyle. You know, I'm, I'm sure it was. Because uh, he, he was looking at some of the um, in-game win percentages, win win probabilities, or whatever it's called. 
Oh, yeah. um, he was, he was talk, showing or, or talking about how uh, it bottomed out for Texas Tech. Their chances were lowest it's ever been in a game that you ended up winning at 5%. Uh, this past weekend versus BYU. It had gotten low in other games where you came back and won, but down 17, um, not much else could uh, could happen for it to get any lower. Uh, but you, for for then for you to go on to win. Um, so you are 15-3, and 4-1 in Big 12 play, sitting atop first place in the Big 12 standings for now, at least. Um Kansas State plays tomorrow. Um, they are also in first place. Who else is up there? Um, that's it. So just you and Kansas State. Um, if Kansas State wins, they'll, they'll move ahead uh, half a game. Uh, if they lose, then you, you'll move ahead half a game. But uh, you don't, again, obviously play until Saturday versus Oklahoma. They are 3-3 three and three in conference play. They drop their, their matchup tonight at home versus... Texas, so maybe a little, little chink in the armor there, uh, able to pick something up, or maybe they're gonna be fired up and ready to take you on. I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna work out for you, but um, as of the latest update to the rankings, there are seven Big Twelve teams that are ranked in the AP Top Twenty Five. There were eight last week. TCU did fall out of the rankings. Um, Houston tops it at four. Kansas at seven. Oklahoma at eleven. Baylor fifteen. Texas Tech 20, so they moved up five spots. BYU 21, Iowa State 23. So that is your update on the top of the standings of the Big 12. And then uh, the rankings, uh, seven teams. Uh, Haslametrics, let's get you Texas Tech related. Haslametrics uh, has you at 34th. They're 34th best team. Uh, no movement from last week where you went one and one. You got demolished by Houston, but you had a pretty Im- impressive win. Bounce back had at home versus BYU. Uh, Ken Palm moved you down one spot, thirty to thirty-first. Uh, your adjusted offense did take a, a pretty significant step forward. You went from thirtieth to twenty-third, which is uh, a breath of fresh air to see your offense so so highly uh, ranked in these advanced metrics. Uh, it's been a while since you've had this this kind of offense, if ever. Uh, defense did take a step back, but you played two very highly offensive-minded teams. Uh, n- not that Houston doesn't play defense. They're, they're really good at both, but they're really good o- offensively. And then BYU, my goodness. Uh, so your defense went from 42nd to 56th, uh, and tempo is at 281. BPI dropped you a couple spots, 26 to 29. Three to be exact. T-Rank did not move you, but I wanted to add in their offensive efficiency rating has you at 16. Defensive efficiency rating at 83rd, uh, and they have a pretty early projection as a seven seed for Texas Tech for the tournament there in March. Net rankings move you up a couple spots, 37 to 35. Um, both games last week were quad one, and you split those, so you're now, you're now two and three in quad one games, and quads two, three, and four are unchanged, undefeated in anything but quad one games. Um. Let's, let's look at this weekend's matchup, Michael. Uh, look at the, the Sooners traveling to Norman. They did lose tonight versus Texas by 15 points at home. It's pretty significant for them. I mean, they were 11th ranked and um, Texas is unranked. Um, led by Porter Moser, already in his third season there, 49 and 36, 15 and 26 in Big 12 play. But remember, they've 
uh, been punching up, been pretty competitive team, although their win-loss record does not reflect that. But I think they're they're moving the right direction. Obviously, at 15-3 and three so far this season. Sorry, 15-4 and four now, 3-3 three and three in Big 12 play. Um, they are led by their, their guards. They're a pretty guard-heavy team, at least from what I, I was able to tell. Uh, led by Siena transfer guard Javion McCollum. Small guy, 6'2", 160. But just under 15 points a game, shooting 45% from the field, 37.5% from three, and 93% from the free throw line. So you don't want to leave him open. You don't want to foul him. Plays 31 minutes a game, um, four assists, three rebounds a game. So um, he's good to go for 15 points a night and not much else. And the other guard, Otega Owe, 6'5", 215, 14.1 points per game. Um, doesn't shoot the volume that McCollum does, but 55% shooter from the floor, almost 60% from three. Now that's on 27 attempts. So it's like, um, it's not 18 or 27, but it's something like that. It's, it's, it's pretty close. Uh, but he's attempted 27 attempts all year. And then he's 72% from the line for whatever reason. This was a guy, as I was putting to get, putting this together, I was like, this has the makings of like an, OA, this dude, uh, putting up like 24 points on yeah. like seven of eight shooting from three or something. Mm-hmm. Um, plays 20, uh, some sort of some form, form of career high. Yeah, probably career high attempts, points, percentage made, whatever. All the above, maybe 26 minutes a game, one assist, four rebounds per game. Uh, one thing I noticed, um, not a really great assist team, uh, and that, that's held out on their assist to turnover ratio. They have a 1.1 assist to turnover ratio, mm-hmm. Michael, which is horrendous. We, we, we talked about last week, most teams are 1.4, 1. 1.5. 1. Uh, good teams like, like BYU last week, they were 2.0. Two, yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, very close to a one-to-one ratio on assists to turnovers, and they turn the ball over a lot. Uh, TCU turns it over more, um, but... Uh, Oklahoma turns it over 13 times a game. Um, they just don't, their offensive system just isn't set up to, to move the ball around and get a lot of assists. Um, they, they, they are 21st in Haslam. Uh, they're scoring almost 74 points a game, giving up 68. Nope. That, the, that was a Haslametric projection. Haslametric has you losing this one on the road, at least as of this afternoon, 63.6 to 68.1. They're scoring almost 80 points a game, giving up 65. Um, they don't they don't have a lot of assists, but they shoot really well from the floor, 48.5%. Uh, decent defensive um, showing from them, 39 and uh, almost 40%. They, they, they allow their, their other team to shoot, but they shoot 35% from three, 20, they allow 28%, uh, which is a, a pretty big drop there. Um 76% from the free throw line and they attempt almost 20 free throws a game. So they are a drive happy team. Um, we talked about Kansas state being a team that takes a lot of, a lot of uh, drives into the paint and gets a lot of free throw attempts. Oklahoma does that more. TCU does that even more. I was really surprised when I saw that, which we'll get to that in a second. Uh, a pretty good rebounding team, 38 rebounds a game. They only give up 30. Um, they didn't, they don't turn well, they turn the ball over and they force almost as many to turnover. So it's 13 
6.1 turnovers per game do they uh, commit? And they forced 12.6. So they're on the wrong side of that that ratio, but it's pretty close to one-to-one. They do disrupt the opposing team. Um, there are other starters to look out for. Um, again, one of these guys is probably going to put up career night. Forward, Jalen Moore, 6'7", 225, just under 10 points a game. But he shoots 54% from the field, 41% from three, 80% from the line, in only 22 minutes. So watch out for forward J- Jalen Moore to go like 35 minutes, put up 22 points. Um, guard Milo Suzan, 6'4", 195, uh, just about nine points a game, shoots 40% from the field. Uh, not a three-point shooter, 28%, and then 65% from the free throw line. Uh, and then their big guy, Watford transfer, Sam Godwin, 6'10", 235, seven points a game. Doesn't take a lot of shots, but when he does, I mean, 66% has not attempted a three. Um, so, so maybe he, he breaks a little bit on that. And almost 70% from the line. So this is a, a two-possession win for for Oklahoma, at least it was, according to Haslametrics this afternoon. Um, maybe maybe that takes a slight hit after uh, what, the, what the Sooners were able to put on tape today, but... And again, maybe not. Maybe maybe they're gonna they're gonna be um, a little fired up to bounce back uh, after losing to their their rival Texas tonight. Big at home. They don't want to lose two in a row at home. Yeah, and especially you know the way in which they lost it. You know Texas kind of got off to an early. I believe it was a nine point lead in the first half, and OU was able to to come back from that and go into halftime up actually up so they they took the lead and they maintained it texas kind of fought back i think during that stretch it was something crazy like a 15 to 4 run that ou had so they're capable of this but then you know texas just came out uh the second half and just completely wiped the floor with them unfortunately i mean they they scored 43 to ou's 27 in the second half um i wanted to look at some comparisons so like the the second half, first half OU shot forty percent from the field and twenty percent from three, so they never were really good, and then they just they just kind of stuck with that same amount the rest of the time. Whereas Texas just took off, and they were shooting, you know, for the night. I think they shot fifty percent from the field and forty four percent from three. So OU just they were able to to fight back in that first half, but then it didn't, their offense didn't really improve and Texas's did and just could not contain it. Yeah. So I think if you can, uh, if you can weather a bounce back from Oklahoma and not allow one of these guys that shoots just insane numbers, um, if, if, you know, always continues to shoot almost a 60% clip from three, but it only tempts three of them. I think you'll live with that. Um, but if he, if he had, you know, is shooting 60% and he puts up 10 or something like that. Um, or, you know, if you're, if your halftime adjustments, whatever it is that you've been uh, so good at this season, your, your time on adjustments, if they're not enough to keep you in it, uh, you know, against a quality ranked opponent on the road, I think it would be a close game. Uh, you know, three, four points seems about right 
to me, but I, that's just me saying you know, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I want to see this team continue to win and do well on the road. Um, I think Oklahoma's good. I'm not, I'm not like intimidated or scared by their, their, their top 15 ranking. Um, all teams in the big 12 are, are, are scary night in, night out. Yes. Um, I'm, I think Texas Tech is maybe undervalued at 34. Um, but it's going to be a good game. Uh, I would yeah. love it more if, if the game was in Lubbock, but uh, you'll have a chance Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. ESPN Plus to see how Grant McCaslin gets his guys going on the road. Um, and then I said next Saturday, the following Saturday. No, I meant Tuesday night. Before we, we hit record, we'll be doing an instant reaction next week after the TCU game. Uh, TCU is 13 and five, two and three on this season. Um, they are currently in action. Um, yeah, it's tied. It's tied 49. There you go. And in Stillwater. And at one point, Oklahoma State was up by 17 in the first half and then just went ice completely cold. And TCU uh, pretty much did away completely with that lead before halftime. So uh, going into halftime, what should have, what was at one point, a 17 point lead, Oklahoma state carried a four point lead in the halftime, 37, 33. And right now TCU made a couple free throws. So they're up 51, 49 with 13 minutes left. So I, I, I couldn't believe that. I mean, I mean, no lead is safe in this league. That's what I was trying to, yeah, for sure to spit out. It, it, we've seen that firsthand as Texas mm-hmm. tech fans, against BYU and against Kansas State especially. And I think even against Texas and Austin, there was a decent lead early. Um, so I, I I just couldn't believe what I was watching. I watched a good chunk of this first half and thought, well, that's it. Oklahoma State's just going to run away with it. And <laughs> no, <laughs> it's it's just bizarre. Uh, every team's capable of these crazy 8-0, 12-0, 14-0 runs. Any given second, you just, you just 20 don't know. to 0 Yes. Yeah. That's haunting, man. Give a 20-0 run. To end a half, too. Golly. Um, <laughs> yeah. BYU's fighting back, man. They're they're down by four uh, at the under eight timeout. Um, I think they got like six and a half to go. Um, but yeah, so you're on the road t- Tuesday night at TCU, 6 p.m. ESPN2. You want to punch Jamie Dixon in the face. He's been there eight years now, 152 and 102, uh, 53 and 76 in Big 12 play. Currently, they are two and three in Big 12 on this uh, this year, uh, depending on how the game goes tonight. But um, that may be a little deceiving. They're actually a lot closer game than you would think. They lost at Kansas by two points They're to open up Big 12 play, 83-81. They beat a, a good Oklahoma team at home, 80-71. They won at home versus Houston by a point, 68-67. They took a overtime loss at Cincinnati by four. Uh, they lost to Iowa State, and this, this this serves them right. They had a blackout game. Why? Why do you why would you have a blackout game? Black's not any. TCU had a blackout game. Uh huh. Well, I mean, I thought it could be Iowa State. They they like to claim black as one of their colors sometimes. But this was a home Crazy. game. They lost at home to Iowa State. So you you think you you see there they've got some chinks there. Uh, well, I say that they, they lost a home game, uh, Iowa State blackout game, but they lost by one point. So all of their losses 
uh, two points at Kansas, overtime by four points at Cincinnati, and then home by one. So nine total points and three losses. Um, and they're, they're in a close one right now on the road in Stillwater. Um, if you look at the roster, they've had three guys start all 18 games. This is going to be before tonight. I didn't, I didn't check who's in the starting lineup, but uh, those guys are uh, Emmanuel Miller, uh, Texas Tech transfer Micah Peavy, and then Kansas transfer big man Ernest Uday. Um, they've got four guys that score in double figures. TCU is a very good offensive team. Um, they've got four guys scoring double figures. Emmanuel Miller forward, uh, 16 points per game, um, almost 50% from the field, almost 40% from three, 85% from the free throw line, plays 31 minutes a game, six rebounds a game. He's got 10 blocks on the year, so almost one per game, one every other game. He's got 18 points tonight so far. Golly. And they got like 12 minutes to go. Yeah. Um, so Miller's their, their do everything guy. He's a, that, that six, seven, two twenty, uh, two fifteen. Uh, he's going to be everywhere. Uh, guard Jameer Nelson, junior six, two, two Oh five, 11 points per game, 44% from the field, not a three point shooter, 20, only 25 and a half percent, 70% from the line. Doesn't play a ton of minutes, almost 24 minutes a game. Um, has 11 starts, but was one of the guys that's leading their team in terms of scoring. Um, Micah Peavy, 6'8", 215, so the big guy, but he's listed as a guard instead of a, a forward. Almost 11 points per game, 10.7, almost 50% from the field. Uh, as y'all remember, not a three-point shooter. He's not developed that game just yet. 26% from three, 60% from the free throw line at you know, 28 and a half minutes a game. And then Jacoby Coles uh, is another big guard, 6'8", 215. Um, they have a lot of guys on the roster about that same size, which I know we're all familiar with uh, having that kind of approach. But 10 and a half minute, sorry, 10 and a half points per game. Uh, but he hasn't scored in double figures since Georgetown. And they played them back on December 2nd. So a good six weeks ago. Uh, but to tell you how how hot he was in early early part of the season to still be scoring or averaging double figures, and he hasn't scored more than nine points in six weeks. Um, but he shoots forty eight percent from the field, almost forty percent from three, and seventy two percent from the free throw line. So don't let him get hot. Uh, and the other starter uh, is Kansas transfer for Ernest Uday. He's not an offensive threat, which is surprising. But six eleven two sixty. Almost five points a game at 60% shooting from the from the, the field, which is crazy. He's attempted 45 shots, Michael, on the year. Hmm. I think we've had guys that have attempted 45 shots this week. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, in 18 games, uh, and I, I don't know the numbers for tonight, he's attempted 45 shots, uh, has not attempted a three, that's only 55% from the free throw line. Um, obviously used as a defensive uh, role player, but he's a starter. Uh, gets not even 17 minutes a game, six rebounds, and has 15 blocks on the season. So as of today, so, uh, they are, DCU is projected as a, as a home home favorite here by six. Um, not because of the, the home environment. I think that'll be um, not that intimidating uh, for, for our Red Raiders, but they are a very talented offensive team and your defense is, while good, has not been a strong suit this season, which is kind of crazy to say. 
No, it hasn't. And and to back up what you're saying about uh, Uday not being necessarily a, an offensive uh, contributor to that team right now, tonight, he only has 10 minutes in the game. He started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I haven't been watching the game, so I'm not really sure. He's got two fouls, so that could have something to do with it. But only played 10 minutes, has four rebounds, and is 0 for 1 from the field. No points. <laughs> Which is wild, and then like Jamie Nixon doesn't like have some offensive sets set up to get the ball to a nearly seven yeah. footer down low. Well, like, and just for some reason he's not playing him tonight. I, I don't, I don't get it. But that's obviously because I'm not watching. And even if I was watching, I may not be able to understand it. And maybe he's hurt and just limited on his true. minutes. Maybe but they, he went out, or he's he's banged up or something. But he did start, so yeah. Uh, BYU still still holding tough four points four and a half minutes to go there in Provo at the Marriott Center. Uh, again, I as long as these guys that that average just absolutely insane shooting, if they don't go off and take just a, a bunch of attempts and keep up those right those those uh, those trends, I like I like your your ability here to maybe sneak a road game. Um, If, if I had to choose which one I would prefer, like I would prefer you win the, the game in Fort Worth. So I think that would look better for your resume to win that one on the road uh, than if you were to lose that game, but win the one in, in Norman. Like I think losing, well, I don't know, actually, let me talk myself out of this because losing on the road probably won't hurt you much at all in either one of these games. So maybe winning at a highly ranked OU would be better than winning at a lower ranked TCU would hurt you, if that makes sense. Yeah, I could see it going either way. I, but I was still just shocked to see Tech move up five spots in the rankings after what, taking Houston, did you? <laughs> in Houston. I mean, that was just like par for the course. Apparently the voters just thought, oh, well, yeah, that's, hey, that's going to happen. That's the way basketball goes. Sometimes. Maybe they were really impressed with uh, the game against BYU. Well, and th- they must have been because, uh, you know, BYU, t- to come back the way Tech did and to kind of stifle that offense the way they did, that was that was no easy feat. But I, I think they also love Houston because Houston hardly moved after, you know, they're still in the top five after their losses. So I, I will take the Big 12 bias. Bring it on. Is love this it. what it feels like to be... <laughs> The Florida yeah. in, in football season, like you're really not that good, but Hey, you beat Auburn. The, the, the one time you play them every three fortnights, three, four score, whatever it is. Every 13 years. Played them. You beat them and you beat, uh, you beat South Carolina, man, top 10 team, baby. Yeah. TCU, really quickly to wrap up this little bit of the preview, TCU scoring 83 points a game, giving up 69. Um, they're shooting 48.5% from the field, just like Oklahoma is, but they're not as good defensively. They allow teams to shoot 43 and 43.3%. Uh, they're not a great three-point shooting team, 34.6%. To compare, Texas Tech is 36.7% from three. They do take a ton of free throw attempts. We mentioned that earlier. 22.3 free throw attempts per game. Uh, they they connect on 73% of them. Um, 
they're pretty decent rebounding the ball, 30, 39 rebounds per game. They give up 32. They do turn the ball over a lot, 13.4 turnovers per game, but they turn over their opponent 16 times per game. So you got to take care of the ball. I think they, 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 I think they turn a lot of those turnovers into fast break points for them. Um, Cause like I said, they're offensively, they're scoring a bunch of points. Uh, they're not great on, on, on defense, uh, but they are good at turning the ball over and forcing turnovers. Um, on the road though, in the big 12 is always going to be a tough task. You could go Owen two these next two games. Uh, and that wouldn't be the end of the world. Uh, I would love a split. I would love to go two and oh, but I, I think if you could split, it would be fantastic to steal one of these. Uh, Cause it, it would be, it would be an upset to win one of these games on the road. Um, if you could, if you could split here, that would be fantastic uh, to get you to five and two in Big Twelve play um, at almost halfway through. Um, not that your schedule gets any easier, but right. Well, and TCU, you know, we, we talked about how good their offense is, and you mentioned their their three point percentage isn't earth shattering but man tonight it's awful they're two of 12 and they they just made their second one while i was sitting here looking at this they just made their second three of the night so they're shooting 17 percent and are still tied 59 on the road that three tied it and oklahoma state they're winless in big 12 play they're they're dead last on five um so you know to go on the road and then struggle from three in the way they have and to bounce back from being down by 17 in the first half. TCU is going to be a tough team mm-hmm. to play in their house. And I, I kind of like Tech's chances a little bit better against OU. I feel like this offense, once once it's firing on all cylinders, possibly in front of a home crowd, it may be a little bit harder to stop. But I, I'm with you. I would take one and one if if, if I had to flip a coin. I'd probably take that as opposed to just playing the games. If TCU and uh, Oklahoma wanted to forfeit these, or if TCU forfeited them just because, I guess, because that's something they do. It is what they do. I don't know if you saw it. Was it last week? They they forfeited a couple women's games for... They did. Whatever reason. They said they didn't have enough people to compete, but they did. I don't know. I don't know the full story. I don't really care to know, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much or anything. It, it sounds bad. If if there's that many players that got hurt at practice to a point where they couldn't play a game, what the hell happened? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. What what are we doing? Are we just, I, I can't even imagine what that, what that would be. Um, so speaking of just real quick, let me, let me do a quick lady Raider recap. So yeah, please not, not going super well, but also, Relative to previous years and kind of where Gerlich's headed and with a younger team holding their own. I mean, they're eighth in the conference right now. Not great. The 14, six overall three and four and big 12. Uh, but they did knock off number 24, Iowa state last Wednesday. And uh, then lost badly to a bad BYU team. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say bad, but not a great BYU team on the road. It was during the same exact time as the, the men played BYU here in Lubbock, but they lost that one 46 to 60. I think they only had eight points in the fourth quarter. 
just a rough day. So they, they get to bounce back this week. So this is where you go. If you're, if you're in Lubbock and you can get out there six o'clock Wednesday night versus Houston, uh, tune in if you can't uh, get your basketball fix. And then you've got uh, two games to watch. You know, we've, we've gone over tech playing TCU on the road. Well, the lady Raiders will hold host TCU here at 2 PM on Saturday. And then, the, they're off for a week, so they don't play again until the following Saturday, February 3rd, at the home of Skyline Chili, Cincinnati, 1 p.m. February 3rd. And as always, follow Seeing Scarlet. Follow them on Twitter. Find them on Instagram. Find their podcast wherever you download podcasts, wherever you downloaded this podcast. And be sure to subscribe and get more detailed analysis and updates from them. They've had some really good recruiting updates this week too. They, Mm -hmm. uh, on some, some visits of some big time, big time players, uh, coming up to Lubbock this weekend. Yep. Um, quick, uh, game update. TCU has tied it, not TCU. BYU has tied it two twelve to go in Provo. 68 all uh, Houston with the ball. Uh, I mentioned schedule moving forward. Um, So you've got um, TCU in Fort Worth next Tuesday, that following Saturday. So a week from this upcoming Saturday back home versus Cincinnati on the road at Baylor home versus UCF home versus Kansas at Iowa State, home versus TCU, at UCF, home versus Texas, at West Virginia, at Oklahoma State, home versus Baylor, to, to wrap it up. You have a stretch there where you get um, Cincinnati, UCF, and Kansas, three of four um, at home between February 3rd and February 12th. So in nine nine days... Um, you get four games. Three of those will be at home. If you can, well, if you can win all those home games, yes. Which, which is the big if in this league. I mean, Cincinnati just went up to Lawrence last night, and UCF is and, no slouch. But yeah, and I mean, if they'd have made a three, they were like zero for eight on threes in the second half. If they'd have made one or two of those, they'd have won the ball game. They lost by five. They were tied at halftime. It was close the whole time. So yeah, it's Cincinnati's record may not be the best, but don't let them fool you. Uh, you know, UCF's that same same type of team. They're they're sneaky, and uh, I'm just yeah, I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna pencil. I, I know that's not what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pencil in a win for any of these, but would much rather have them at home. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and that's a good stretch. That's a good stretch to have some home games. Yeah. Uh, BYU doing well to hold off uh, Houston right now. Still tied about a minute to go. Uh, Houston just took their last time out. Um, final minute, man. Tied. BYU's it's cooking right now. Um, TCU and Oklahoma State are still tied with 727 left. Tied at 61. There you go. Uh, let's, uh, it feels weird. Let's, uh, let's start wrapping this thing up, man. Let's get to what do we learn and, uh, Maybe uh, set you some up, set set up for some um, instant reaction this weekend. What do you say? 
Sounds good. <laughs> I was like, did he hear me? Is he, is he waiting for me to play it? All right, let's do it. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right, so first, our man, the one and only Adrian Beltre, inducted the National Baseball Hall of Fame on his first ballot. That's just amazing. Love that. Um, obviously, he played a majority, a lot of his career with the Rangers, just did play some for the, the Dodgers. Um, but... Rangers fans will know he, he held down that third base spot for, for many, many years. Um, you could tell he, how much he loved and respected the game uh, and then just how much fun he had playing. Um, but he was also just so dang good. Um, it's fantastic offensive bat, fantastic defensive glove. It's a great teammate. I mean, all the way around. Um, so super excited about that. Happy for him, uh, his family. There was, they were, they were there. They, they took the phone call that welcomed him to the hall of fame. Um, and even then like in true Adrian Beltre fashion, like with the guy that was calling him from the hall of fame, he made a joke. Um, and I, I wish I, I could remember it, but like, um, he made a joke with him. I was just like, that's, that's so Adrian bit Beltre. Um, and then Little League uh, update, because I know everybody loves to hear about it. Uh, y'all know I'm, I'm volunteering for, for our league's uh, board, um, which doesn't mean any of you guys. But I, I will just say, at least for us here in, in Lubbock, signups are coming to a close this week. Uh, if you've got kids like 4 to 12 years old, even older, um, it's time to sign them up for baseball, guys. Let's get out there. Let's get playing. Um, games will start the Monday after spring break. Um, obviously little league is not a, is not a, it, sorry. I wouldn't say it's not competitive. It is. It, it, it can be really competitive and it can be really yeah. uh, developmental too. So it's, it's a good mix to get, uh, your feet wet. If you, if you haven't, if you haven't played baseball or if your family hasn't played baseball, it's a great way to get involved with it. Um, you have the wide spectrum of, of experience there. You can, we can have great coaching and, and, and great fun and, and great kids all the way around. Um, see if you like baseball or if your kids like baseball or you just want them active and outside. Let's do it. Uh, I, I will be at Cardinals this weekend. Side and little, little, oh. little ones up. Come see us nine to three. Nine to um, three Cardinals. I, I won't be there the whole time. I'll be there like nine to 11. Um, I got too many birthday parties to get to, to be there all day. Oh, that's right. It's, it's birthday Saturday. That's right. Three of them. Um, back to back to back, uh, starting at 10. So I won't be able to watch all the game live. Um, but it's such a full day, my friend. It is. Uh, but if you're, if you're on the fence, man, let's do it. Let's, let's get out and play some baseball. If you're in the Cooper league you'll you'll play with us uh and how much fun will that be me to be screaming at my my my, my kids from the <laughs> the bleachers I'm like i know that guy he's an idiot here as well as on the podcast he's the same you're right i'm the same but i'm also on the board so i i, I can have people removed and and uh <laughs> i'm i'm not i'm not afraid to wield that power I'm like hey board member here you've got to go you, um, you do you, you you get drunk with power when it do you, you should have seen me as an umpire last year i was oh man ejecting people left and right just for <laughs> hey blue uh, yeah you're gone 
Yeah, I was just saying, what's up? What'd you say? You're, 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 uh, you're, that's enough, coach. You're gone. <laughs> that's enough, mom. Get. Samantha, get what are you doing here? Get out of here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I may or may not umpire this year. Very, very limited. I, I, I said I would help out in emergencies only because I've got too much going on. Um, but of course, you're like, well, what can you do with this? this? No, 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 no. No, I, emergency. Like if I'm already at the field with my gear, which will be rare, um, and I'm doing like board duty, then yeah, sure, I will. I will step on a field and, and help cover a, a game. But um, I did get a couple of, of, of my friends uh, interested and involved with umpiring. We had our first little meeting tonight. Uh, I came back and the kids were just destroyed the house and destroyed Samantha's nerves. Like I, I won't be able to do this every week, guys, but. Want to make sure y'all got connected and y'all went to the, the meetings, but um, oh gosh, my phone going off on the table. Um, just, just if if you're interested at all, it's not expensive. It's not a super long league. It's it's fun. It's baseball. I love it. You should too. What did you learn, Michael? Man, I didn't write anything down because I, I can't think. I don't, I don't know what I learned this week. Uh, I learned that it's hard to get back into working out. You've kind of taken almost a year off, basically. But, yeah, that, that's probably the thing I learned the most. It's it's really tough. I need to need to find some more shows to watch. I did learn this, though, and hopefully this doesn't docks me too much but i'll uh i mean i don't know you can google this so there is a certain type of credit card if you have it and if you use it to pay for your peacock subscription which i happen to and i wasn't really thinking about it you get three dollars off a month so my peacock subscription with tax and all is three dollars and 48 cents until i think march march or may of 2025 Wow. So I, th- I think we're a Peacock family for a while <laughs> just because it's so cheap. And, and my wife keeps finding stuff to watch on there and I'm finding stuff to watch on there and just, okay, well, I, I guess we'll just have this in the rotation now because it's, it's less than a cup of coffee. Um, a lot of things are less than a cup of coffee oh, these days. If you're, if I know if we're being yeah, that's true. It's, it's more than a gallon of gas, but couldn't have said that over the summer. I don't think. Oh, just barely though. So <laughs> yeah. So three forty eight a month. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll watch some commercials and they they so they got me, man. Big. We have uh, enough. Big Universal, Big General Electric, whoever the hell owns it all now. They 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 got me with that with that one Patrick Mahomes game. That was all it took. We have enough shows that we're we're trying to watch on other platforms that like one we don't want to add another streaming service, but we uh we recently started Monk. Um, oh man, <laughs> those are it's seasons and seasons of that show, right? Yeah, we're we're in season one. Um, we just finished uh we finished uh, Loki season two. Uh, we started How watching. Was that? It was good. It was weird. It, it was not as good as a first season. Yeah. They started messing with like, like getting it into time traveling and I don't know. I really liked the first season, but this, I, I just felt like I just didn't, I just didn't believe that they could pull it off again. And so I hadn't given it a chance. That's, that's, that's my fault. It's, but 
like I said, it's not as good as the first one. I don't think. Um, and I, I, I love, I, I love the science fiction stuff. And I like the, the, the story of trying to attempt time travel, all the, all the mess you can create with it. But it was, it was pretty, pretty tough to, to follow at times. Um, I watched a couple episodes of the Nick Fury one. Um, but it was like, it was graphic and gory enough. It was like, no, I'm, I'm no longer interested in this show. <laughs> we're good here. I mean, we, we probably watched three episodes. You're like, no, we're good. Uh, which is strange. Like it, it, you didn't have to go through the, uh, the weird roundabout ways to get through it. Um, the, the Disney, uh, parental f- filters. Cause there are some shows you have to like, you have to go yes. turn off your, 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 your parental filters to actually find it. Yes. And it, it's not one of those, but like they were showing people like, I was just gratuitous violence and gore. Like oh, we didn't need that. Like they were torturing a guy in a cooler and cut his finger off and, um, the Marvel show murdering people. Like they w- walked somebody out, like, like walked him out of a car and into the woods and like executed them. I was like, uh, Kobe smolders character was, was, um, killed in a very close up action. Like it was like, Oh, spoiler. Well, it's not like in episode one, man. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I was wondering, I, I, I was surprised that she was even doing it still. Well, she did one episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense now. I'm like, Oh, okay. Thought you were gonna um, tell me about this big character arc she had or something. Oh no, no, no she does. <laughs> she she no, worked for just, seven. She worked for five days and yeah, then left. Made tens of thousands of dollars, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, but yeah, it was just like it was one of those shows where like we anyways. So we we we, we stepped back like we'll, we'll watch something that's a little more family friendly. <laughs> uh, not because we weren't we weren't watching it with the kids, but like Samantha and I were just watching it on ourselves on our own. We're like, I'm not enjoying this. Like this is making us like we're not this makes us feel weird. And I, I I've kind of reached, it, it's taken a while and it's been like a slow burn, but I think I've reached full saturation with Marvel, everything. I, I think I, I knew it was going to happen once phase one was over or whatever. Uh, end game mm-hmm. was over. I knew, I knew that it was going to happen, but then, I mean, they definitely pulled me in with WandaVision and with Loki and, uh, Man, what was what was the other one? Oh, I did like Hawkeye quite a bit. I didn't watch that one. But then I've just I've just kind of that's it. That's all I that's all I can do. All right. I did like the Spider Man movies. I did watch uh, whatever the last one was. Uh Far From Home? Or No Way Home. No Way Home where they had the, the crossover with the other Spider Man? Yeah. Spider Man. I enjoyed that. Um, Houston holds on and wins 75, 68. Yeah. I have no interest in echo or in moon Knight or in Loki season two, or I've just, I've, I've reached it. I think I've, I think I've hit it. Yeah. Well, you're not missing much with, well, there are some, some like quintessential, like, comedic Loki moments in season two. Sure. Cause that's just the character he is, but yeah, man, it was just when we, like I said, when we watched, um, what was it called? 
whatever, whatever the, uh, the one we were just watching with uh, Fury. It's just called Fury, right? Oh no, Secret, Secret Wars invasion. or Secret, Secret something. Invasion. Yeah, this some alien in, invasion. I don't know. I don't even know what timeline we're on now. What? It's after it's, the blip. It's impossible. It's after. It's impossible to keep up. I don't know. It's weird. Well, we don't like it. Um, <laughs> any more? Any more shows I, I can spoil for anybody? Um, <laughs> Monk isn't new, but. Uh, yeah, my wife started watching Suits. I think I think she found that on on Peacock, and we watched uh, watched Vigil, which is a, a short six episode season that that we both really enjoyed. We kind of binged that the first weekend, and I've been watching Poker Face, which I've only seen the first two episodes, but really like it's got a cool vibe, mystery and whatnot. And some some uh, good actors and and people just kind of poking in for an episode and then heading out. But I uh, finished Fargo, the latest Fargo, and I'm watching The Bear and I'm watching Bosch Legacy because how I can't do you help keep it. up with all these shows, man? I've got like two that I I, I can track at once. And I'm just like this is too much. I have I have an app called TV Time <laughs> where I help. <laughs> Like, oh, I've got 45 minutes. What am I watching again? And I open that app. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching Bosch Legacy. I've only seen the first two episodes. All right, let me hop back in and we watch that one. Yeah. On Freebie. Or you can watch it on Prime or on Amazon, I guess. But you just watch the commercials. It's no big deal. Yeah. So that's the other thing. We've got Prime, Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus. Netflix is when we, we let go of Netflix not too long ago. Just because yeah, we felt like not- it was... There's not much on it. I know, but ever since then, Spencer, it's kind of like, uh, you know, there's really not that many yellow cars on the road. And then you buy a yellow car well, then you see or everywhere. you think about it. And then that's all you see are yellow cars. Uh, so kind of the same thing has been going on with Netflix is I think we canceled it in August. And since then, I've seen so many things pop up on Twitter or social media or all these different series that are coming out or movies that are exclusively for that platform or all these other things. Oh man, maybe I should, maybe I should sign back up. And they send me emails to sign back up. So no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a peacock man right now. There you go. And well, on that note, that'll do it for us. in 23 personnel <laughs> podcast. We, uh, we hit the hour threshold, so I'm good to call it there. Uh, getting you guys ready for the weekend's matchup on the road in Norman against the Sooners. Uh, Texas Tech is a dog, but hopefully they will pull it out. And then next Monday, no, next Tuesday night, we'll get you an instant reaction following the game in Fort Worth. Um, Hoping for at least a split. For Michael, I'm Spencer. Catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. (laughs) 
inspiring kid confidence.